Kells. What's up? What's going on, man? Chilling, bro. Chilling, man. Good, man. All right, let's uh, get into it because I can hear you now. So <laughs> let's get into it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you are here listening to another episode of The Outsider's Edge with your boy Damo and my man Jay Kells bringing you the latest and greatest in the WWE. <laughs> Had to roll solo last week, but it's all good. We got my man Kells back on the line. For sure, I'm back. I had to. <laughs> Go take care of some family business last weekend. Had a little cousin graduated. You know, I had to go down there and support the fam, hang out with the fam. Um, I'm actually a little under the weather right now, but I couldn't leave my boy hanging again. You know, I had to make a commitment, so stick with it as much as possible. So I'm in the house ready to ready to go. Let's get it, man. I, I hear that, bro. Appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, I talked about uh, Backlash last week. Um, I went over our reviews and uh, everything. Um, so I'm not going to necessarily go through all of that, but I did want to hear your uh, your take on on uh, on the pay per view itself. Like, what did you think of it overall? Um, overall, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good one. Uh, I know quite a few of my picks were wrong, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I have a creative mind. So I'm very creative with a lot of things that I believe in. So uh, they didn't happen, but it's all good. I'm not. I'm not upset. Um, overall, it was a pretty good pay per view. Um, I guess the rosters are back loaded again, so it looks like they're back in the season of doing several pay per views throughout the year instead of a few big ones. They're doing, you know, a couple each month. You know, which I guess is good for the. Um, for the wrestlers, because we get to see a lot of wrestlers and getting work, a lot of them work. But you know, it can't get you know oversaturated a little bit. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, all in all, backlash was pretty good. I thought it was pretty, good, pretty dope. Yeah, I um, I thought backlash was okay. I didn't think it was horrible. I thought it was yeah. okay. Like, I, I to me, um, like. I think I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't know if maybe I'm paying more attention to it, and I'm just seeing it more. I felt like I felt like I really saw like dips this year, like stuff at a high level, then it kind of dips. And yeah. I felt like leading up to WrestleMania, things kind of dipped real low, and I, I felt like WrestleMania picked it back up. Uh-huh. And then I thought Backlash was a little like kind of a dip. Like it wasn't. I, I think yeah. that. Um, I think that. I felt like they were overloaded with WrestleMania being so big and Greatest yeah. Royal Rumble being so big, and then it was like yeah. Backlash. I think Backlash was too soon. Yeah, exactly. For um for those big events, I mean, it was two weeks after the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yep. And it was like in comparison, it was kind of like eh, <laughs> like this is okay, but yeah. <clears throat> but I I didn't think it was I didn't think it was horrible, but it was like I I just felt like with it being in the shadow of two big events like that, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of had a little lackluster for me, just a little bit. Most definitely, yeah, I feel you on that. <clears throat> but um, but I, I mean, it, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't. Usually for me, if when I see a pay per view, if I am looking forward to, okay, what's gonna happen on Monday night? I can't wait to see what happens on Monday night or even on Tuesday night. Then, um, 
then to me, that's kind of like the the icing on the cake of what is a good pay-per-view if it leaves me wanting to see what happens the next night. And Backlash, I just kind of felt like, okay, let's forget this happened <laughs> and move on to the next thing. Um, but uh, speaking of moving on to the next thing, um, you uh, you brought this to my attention um, uh, that Kevin Owens re-signed with the WWE. Yeah. Which the the shocker about that for me was like, oh, I didn't know he needed to resign. Like, why yeah. wouldn't he yeah. resign? <laughs> like, exactly. I, mean, <laughs> you, uh, I guess you know we don't necessarily know. It seems like the only people that we actually know when their contracts are about to run up is like Brock Lesnar. It seems like that's the only one they talk about. Like, oh, Brock's contracts about to run out. You know, he's right. going to the U.S. series. He's going to resign. So. In a way, I guess it was a great, a good idea for them to publicize that about Kevin Owens to show him, hey, we believe in you. You're one of the, uh, the pretty much the you're the president of our company. I'm pretty sure that thing he's the future of the company as well. So it's great that they actually did that publicly to show their support of him because I'm pretty sure he was looking at you know Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling because you know a couple of guys left, Cody Rhodes left and. He went to uh, New Japan and Ringo Oliver, and, mm-hmm. and I heard he's doing extremely well over there. And then you got Kenny Omega over there, who everybody was expecting to come to the WWE in the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. But he decided to stay over there because they're, you know, wrestlers have found out, a lot of them have found out there is life outside of the WWE. Right. And you can make a pretty good living in these other, you know, promotions and organizations. So uh, I think they, need, they did need to do that quick as far as. Kevin Owens, again, I don't know how long he had left on his current contract, but I am glad they went ahead and did it because I, I love watching him week after week. He puts on great matches. He's a great performer, and he's also great on the mic as well. Yeah, I, he's definitely somebody I would have I would have hated to see him leave under any circumstances. Um, like you said, he's, he's one of the most entertaining guys on the entire roster. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, in, in and out of the ring. I mean, if it's just on the mic, if it's – in ring antics and all kinds of stuff and just athleticism, um, you know, Kevin Owens gives me hope because he's not like this super freak athlete as far as like his build and yeah. everything. He's a, he's a big boy yeah. and he's in there moving and it's like, yeah, I like to see that. It kind of gives you a sense of, I don't know, I guess a sense of a feeling like they're somebody who feels like a regular guy like you yeah, kind of exactly. feel. And, um, and then just and then just he the the whole angle with him, kind of like he's kind of like a heel, but not really a heel. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, just that yeah. whole that whole angle he comes with is just it's just really good. That edge he comes with, I, I really enjoy him in the ring. So yeah, and and I agree with you about uh, Brock Lesnar. Like you pretty much don't hear about anybody's contract outside of Brock. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was kind of like, oh, when you brought it up, it was like, oh, okay, Kevin Owens is resigning. Like, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. because you hear so much about Brock, oh, is he staying? Is he going back to UFC? Brock's leaving, and that and that's how they talk about Brock all the time. Anyway, um, is yeah. he he's the big thing, and if he leaves, then everything's over. And it's like it's not really over. Like, there's plenty of people, you know, on the roster that. Not saying Brock wouldn't be missed, but it wouldn't be like there's like this gigantic hole that can't be filled mm-hmm. in the roster. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's part of his um, part of his mantra too. You know, they you know build him as 
the big ticket, you know, the big show, Brock Lesnar. So I guess, you know, part of his mantra is, oh, his contract's about to run out. Is he going to stay? This is going to be the last time you get to see Brock in the ring, you know. Right. And stuff like that, you know. But, yeah, like you said, I'm glad they, I'm glad they re-upped Kevin Owens quickly. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be great. Best best for business in the words of the authority. It's going to be best for business. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um, and just as a a little side note, I didn't put this on the the list, but um, uh, I've been uh hearing some stuff about uh the WWE with um, I guess with with the different brands, you have Raw, you have SmackDown. They're having some talks about SmackDown going to another network. Yeah, which I saw is that. uh why they were at the uh, the NBC event the other day. Um, and an article I read, um, they basically, um, were saying that WWE is really not worried about it. Like they're, they're, they're putting all the eggs in, in the basket of, you know, they know raw, they feel like raw is there is the major brand out of the two and, and SmackDown is almost like, not to say that they don't care what happens to SmackDown, but they're like, we know SmackDown's not pulling the weight. So we know SmackDown can go anywhere and it'll do sufficiently well, especially since um, the the reach that they have, especially with social media, because at one point in time, they were on different networks. Yeah, they were. And, um, and they said that, you know, at that time, which was about eight or nine years ago, they were like, they didn't have the, the social media pull that they have now. And, and have as much touch with the fans, and they feel like, you know, with it doesn't really doesn't matter what station it goes to, because we have the reach that people will people will know where to go to if they want to see this, because we know we have people who who draw to that brand, who you know, even though they know Raw is like the main one, they feel like there's there's a group that says no, for me it's SmackDown, so yeah. So I think yeah. that'll that'll be interesting to see what they to see what they do with that. I personally <laughs> like both of them being on the same station, <laughs> just mm-hmm. just because like it's just easy just to be like oh, okay, Raw's on USA. Okay, if I'm tuning in on Tuesday, I know it's on USA. Because uh, honestly, when uh, when SmackDown had moved, um, I remember a long time ago when it was on Thursday nights. Um, yeah. I used to I used to tune in on Thursday nights and it was on whatever local network in your area on Thursday nights. Then when it moved to cable, I kind of lost it. And then when it went to when it went to Sci-Fi, I completely lost SmackDown. Yeah. But um, but again, that was a different time too. So. Yeah, well, I think uh, they. Know, I think I think they're gonna do whatever they can to try and boost up SmackDown. I mean, it's been like that for a while. Raw's just the dominant brand, I don't know what it is, just the feel of it, the look of it, I guess because you know it's live and you can tell when something's live it gives off a different energy and for a long time they were videotaping Smackdown, so it kind of gave it a different feel okay. but uh, I don't know You know, I guess we'll see what happens I don't know. I don't have no idea what they can do to bring up Smackdown for a while Smackdown was I remember I think early last year Smackdown was winning in the ratings um for a while, I forgot what I think when AJ Styles came in or or somebody I forgot exactly who it was, but SmackDown was winning in the ratings, and I think they're banking on um, Daniel Bryan helping that helping that as well to help Smack boost SmackDown up some more. So 
We'll see what happens. Yeah, I feel like they just I don't it's like I don't know, like I feel like they don't have it's I feel like they just need like that one that one guy to kinda really bring everything together. Cause to me, when SmackDown started, to me the the thing that really got it was it was like was the rock. Really, I mean, now the, the basically the show is named after one of his catchphrases. So yeah. it's like the Rock was really the draw. Then it's like I don't know. Maybe it's because they did it that way that that's kind of that's kind of shooting them in the foot now. Like okay, we we built this thing around this one guy, and now that one guy who was built around is gone. <laughs> so yeah, like, they what do you want to do that forever? Let's that's what they've been doing. Like just flying by. The- you do you think they would ever change the name of SmackDown? And like like totally rebrand it that way? I think they I think they you know what, I really don't think so. I want to say I think they would, but I really don't think so. As long as Vince McMahon is controlling it, I don't think it would. They would. I think once he's gone and once he retires and rides off into the sunset and then whether it's Triple H or whoever decides to take over, then I think there might be a possibility that um, Vince is kind of the person. He just sticks with wherever worked in the past. So he's not really big on changes like that. So I don't think he I don't think he would change the name. I honestly think <coughs> excuse me. I honestly think they would move the show to um WWE Network before they change the name of it. That's what I think. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't really don't think so. Not not anytime soon, as long as Vince is running the show. Okay, I see that. I see that. Yeah, I, to me, I'm wondering why. Well, I guess you know, I guess it's a money thing. But I was figuring a uh, long time ago with them starting up the network that maybe the plan was to move everything over to the network to get people to subscribe to say, okay, well, you have your shows that you're normally watching on cable or whatever. We're going to move them over here to our network, subscribe to our network and, and stream them or whatever. I, I thought that was kind of the direction they were going in. So then when the, when the network really got rolling, I was like, why aren't these shows available, <laughs> you know, over there on the network? But, um... Yeah, they were building like this, so they were they're pushing it like like that's what was gonna happen, but I guess all that uh they thought about all the all the revenue and all the money from the commercials and stuff they'd be losing and losing out on on cable TV and all that kind of stuff. So they decided not to. I was actually shocked that they actually kept the pay per views on cable TV. You know, like sixty dollars, seventy dollars. You know, a pay per view. Right. Or you can just watch it on the network for nine ninety nine a month, or free for three months, or whatever. But right. that, you know, so I, guess, I guess they know those people that's done like the streaming. There's still a lot of old fashioned people that watch on TV. Like my dad's one of them. My dad records um, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and then when he's free on Thursday nights, he goes back and watches both of them. Wow! You know, he just, he just got a DVR like a year and a half ago. He was doing it on VHS still. So, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and my mom don't have Wi-Fi, so they can't get the network. So I'm up here telling him about all these shows on the network. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I just stick with what I got. Well, 
So I guess you got a lot of people like that, you know, old school, stuck in their ways, don't want to switch over. So right, they kind of keep it around for for people like that. Right. Yeah, I I have to say what sold me on the network was the pay per view prices. Yeah. I was like I was like for a year what y'all are charging a pay per pay per view. I bought three of them. I can versus I could have spent a whole year just having the network and watched all of them. I was like that exactly. to me that that sold me on it right there. You wanna know what's crazy? Where my um the way my net is up now my internet is like horrible. I need to get it fixed for in the process of moving. But I actually the big the pay per views like the WrestleMania's and the World Rumbles, I still order those on 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 network TV. On my direct TV. I still order those, have my homeboys over come over and watch it because I don't want to drag it in it because you know, network tends to drag sometimes and the style and skip speeds up and then tops and slows down. And, like, I don't want to go through all this foolishness on a pay per view, but I'm gonna just go ahead and drop the money and you know, watch it on, on cable TV. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel you on it. I will say, I will say the um, network wise it's gotten it's gotten a lot better because i remember when i first got it it used to be frustrating to watch a pay-per-view i mean the yeah. the lag would be horrible <laughs> and i mean and then it, it would go from like lagging a little bit to lagging for minutes and it's like okay now i've missed three minutes of the match because because of, yeah. of a network connection and um but it's, it's gotten it's gotten a lot better uh since then um Cause like usually I'll uh yeah I can't I can't give out my secret about but I watch on multiple screens <laughs> yeah. I watch on yeah, multiple screens so uh watching so even watching on multiple screens is not it's not as bad um but yeah it's definitely gotten a lot better so I would probably say there's a lot less hiccups uh in it now than it was before when they first started they probably had to build that up with yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next topic, um, I'm hoping we won't be talking about this much longer. <laughs> AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura part four at Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah, they just they bled this one dry. You know, this is supposed to be this is supposed to be one of those. Um, dream matches that you see pretty much once in a lifetime type of matches because of their history. Right. And it's they just they they like I said, they bled it dry like bleeding eternal, what they say. <laughs> you know, so what's his name? Not more one last week, so I'm pretty sure um wow, how can I say this? Well, I guess I just said, I guess it's going to be some type of um, stipulation to where it involves his ethnicity. I'll put it that way. Okay. Kind of like the great, <laughs> like the great Kali with the Punjabi prison. Oh, okay. You know, sort of probably something like a North Korean death match or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you the fact that you said that lets you know it's getting ridiculous. It's time for it to be over. It's time for this rival to be over. (laughs) Both of them are great competitors, but it's like they're stifling them. 
you know, it's like they stifling them by doing all these, you know, this pay-per-view. Oh, they're going at it again. Oh, this is no DQ. Oh, they're going to fight on SmackDown to see what stipulation they can use to fight at the next pay-per-view. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're, we're tired of it now. Um, well, like the way that you're using, we're using them, you know, it's supposed to be a great match between the both of those two guys. But it's like, yeah, Vince McMahon up to his antics again, stifling right. everybody. Did you um did you see the match Tuesday night? Yeah, I watched it. I did. I, did. I, 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 I thought the match Tuesday out of the three matches they've had so far was the best one. Yes. Because they really actually like you actually fought to have a winner. <laughs> yeah, I feel the exact same way. That was the best one. They put on a great match. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I I thought it was. I mean, I know the when they fought the first time, that was sold as oh, this is the dream match. We're getting Styles and Nakamura, you know, first time ever in WWE, and yeah. and then it was just kind of like it left you. Then the second match happened, and it's kind of like okay, then that left you with a no DQ. So that was like this match. I was just kind of like, okay, what's gonna happen? But then when I actually watched it, I was like, this was a really good match. This is what you wanted this rivalry to be. Um, yeah. But I will say, um, <laughs> I felt like uh, Nakamura. <laughs> Nakamura is like the um, you know I, I like to figure out who's the modern day version of who. Um, Nakamura, I felt like. Uh, was a throwback to Eddie Guerrero in that match Tuesday night with the uh, okay. with the, the the fake I got hit in the groin. <laughs> yeah. The first person I thought of was Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero yeah. <laughs> How he used to just fall down in the ring and act like he got hit. <laughs> yeah, my cheeks still. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's yeah. I, I like him as a heel. I really do. He's hilarious. Yeah, but um, I I at this point, I was like, they've already done a no a no disqualification match, so saying oh money in the banks no DQ is just gonna be like okay they just did that, um, (laughs) and (laughs) I honestly could see something like what you just said this (laughs) this crazy match where it's just like. It's not just gonna be simple, just as simple as a pinfall or whatever. It's gonna be something really wild. It has it has to be something really out of the box. And, oh yeah. But <laughs> if, if it's yeah. if it's a North Korean death match, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I might even I might turn the TV off and just look for the highlight when the match is over. <laughs> look for the notification on my phone. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I see that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I kind of feel like to to an extent, like we're we're past the days of like these really like over the top silly type of matches. So I would hate for it to be something like that. Like I don't think, I don't think the fans would go for it as a whole at, at all. No, nah, me neither. And I mean, could, and and one of the things that I, uh, that really got me uh, Tuesday, uh, or watching the match from Tuesday was uh, is just hearing the back and forth of the crowd. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, I like I was loving that. I was like, I like that I like that back and forth of the crowd where it's just like everybody essentially everybody's rooting for everybody. (laughs) You know, and I think that you'll you'll kinda lose that the the universe will turn on you quick. Yeah, <laughs> so if they don't, if they're not oh, yeah. feeling it, they will turn on you quick, and you'll think you have a great match, and then you'll hear you hear that this is boring chance in a heartbeat. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think I think Vince needs to try to try to think of something. Try to think of something new. Try to come with something fresh because while you still have your old school fans who have been there through all the years of Hogan on up to Rock and Stone Cold and Cena and all of that. You still have your newer fans too who love the who love the entertainment just as much that want to see something different. Mm-hmm. I think you still have to appeal to that cuz eventually what are your young fans now going to be your old fans. Yeah, I wonder if we can give Vince on the phone. <laughs> you know what? We give Vince McMahon on a call. That <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> if you're listening and you got connects, connect us to Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince, we got some ideas, Vince. <laughs> change, change your life, Vince. Take it to the next level. Yeah. So, um. Um, next, I want to get to um, my girl Ronda Rousey. She's yep. got her first title shot at Too Money soon. in the Bank. Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. I know they're trying to capitalize off of her hype and off of her momentum, but it's just too soon, you know? Nia Jax, you know, she had a title, but, you know, I don't... You know, you know, not nine from you know, you know, what was it, like a bullying thing or something like that when I or whatever. And so now she's bullying Ronda to a match, I guess. Um, right. I think Ronda has, I think she needs more time to develop her character in order to make a championship level match great. Um, her character and her in-ring ability. I think she needs time to do that in order to make it great, you know, even though you know, you Brock Lesnar, of course, you know, trying to make her a female version of Brock. You know, Brock just comes in there and suplexes people and F5s them and jumps on top of them around the panel. But Brock still Brock still has a fundamentals. He's been wrestling almost all life, so right. he has the fundamentals of us, you know that. But with Ronda, it's just like she's still trying to fear her way and still trying to flip to an actual for her feud with Nia. So uh, we were talking, uh, Rousey, you think you're saying it was too soon for her to get a title shot? And... Yeah, it's too soon. I need to develop her a little more, develop her character, develop her wrestling abilities and all that. I, I was saying I would like to see her feud with the authority. A little more coming out of WrestleMania. Let them throw a couple of girls that are like, you shamed us, you embarrassed us here. Take on such and such. Or take on this person, you know. And let her run through them. And then as she gets more developed then get her ready for a title shot. But I think it's, I think it's too soon for... 
Yeah, um, I would probably say that's um one thing the authorities never had. Maybe um, um, back in the day when Triple H was still wrestling, like they had China, but they've never had like a female. And yeah, this would be a perfect time to have like a female on the squad because the the women's division is is so stacked right now. Exactly. And um, yeah, it would it would make sense for them to kind of do that. I mean. They've kind of they've kind of done it everywhere else where they where they create like a version of a, a character or a group for Raw and then cre- kind of create that same group character or group for SmackDown. Yep. Where you could they could have kind of reached out and kind of got somebody and said okay like like they did with uh with Seth Rollins while he was a heel they they went and grabbed Seth they pulled Seth in uh they pulled Randy Orton in you know. Yep. They could have easily pulled a female in and um mm-hmm. and I thought they would have I thought they would have done that too when they tried to do that with Rhonda when it turned out that they were really just trying to play her. Yeah. I thought they would have just pulled Rhonda in, let her be that person for a while. And again, kind of create that buffer for her cuz I thought that's what they were doing with her in the first place was giving her this buffer to kind of help develop her character. By putting her with Kurt Angle and all that stuff, and and now yeah. it's like, you turn around. I'm like title. I'm like title shot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and, I actually would like to do. I think a lot of people may have, or a few people may have been expecting or thinking it's cliche, but I would have liked them to put her with uh, with Paul Heyman, make her a Heyman girl, and let Heyman talk for her and help develop her. Um. I, I I saw an interview on uh, YouTube. Heyman talked about that. Uh, yeah. He talked about uh, them putting her with um, putting him with uh, with Rousey. He really wasn't for it. Hmm. And um, as as great as Heyman to hear him say it was uh, was really interesting. Um, he. Like I mean, we look at Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman is such such an iconic figure in WWE. Um, he pointed out that like if you look at the people he's been with, he's not the same with every person. No, it's not. And um, so he did a comparison of of Brock versus CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And he was like, with with uh, with Brock, you know, I'm the advocate. I do all the talking. He was like, with CM Punk, I wasn't like that. I was the hype man. He was like, CM Punk didn't need somebody to talk for him because he was great yep. on the mic by himself. So when yep. he when he took on CM Punk, he was like, if you notice, Paul Heyman really didn't do a lot of talking. He was just there. Uh, and yep. um, he was saying, like, with Ronda Rousey, he said he didn't think that that was, he didn't really think Ronda was really a good fit for him. Hmm. I was like, wow. I think it's different, Paul. <laughs> right. We're looking at it because we're like, Ronda hasn't, so far, hasn't been that great on the mic. And I think, I think that will, I think with, that will come with time. I don't know how good she, she could possibly be on the, on the microphone. I think she'll get better. I think mm-hmm. she, I think she's still, uh, I think she's still kind of fangirling about the WWE right now, and that's making it hard for her to kind of go into a mode, like really play it like a character. 
Yeah. Um, I think she's getting it. I think she gets it a little bit. I think she gets it more so uh, maybe in the ring because that's more of a comfort zone. It's being physical. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, she. I think she can think through the physicality. I don't think she can think through reacting verbally. Yeah. Uh, with with what's going on with you know you got thousands of fans around screaming and yelling whatever, you know you're a fan yourself. Now you're in the WWE and you you got all this hype behind you. You got the company pushing you. I think she's still kind of fangirls about that a little bit, and that kind of that kind of throws her off a little bit with being on the mic. But um, uh, speaking of um, in ring, did you see the clip? Yeah, of her in I Switzerland? Watched I watched the clip. Uh, she she looks like, to me, she looked like she was, you know, doing some karate maneuvers. Um, mm. Like some jujitsu or something, which is what she's used to. So they are, I can tell they're building off of her strengths. Um, I say I really did like her, uh, her finishing maneuver. That was that was clean. I like how she pulled that off. How she set that up and did that move. Mm-hmm. But as far as her wrestling, you know, it's kind of what kind of what I expected. I think what a lot of people may have expected. You know, she's not technical wrestler yet. You know, she's still learning a lot of stuff, a lot of maneuvers. You know, it's about about what I expected to see from her. But um, but yeah, as far as um, what I saw from the from the clip, I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was a it was a tag match. So that was definitely a snippet of what what went on. Um, I was mad that uh, her first uh, little bit of uh, in-ring action wasn't televised. Yeah. Um, I was really mad at that. But then I was like, maybe... I'm like, I don't know. You you put her in WrestleMania, which is, (laughs) you know, the grandest stage... You put it on WrestleMania, I'm like, why hasn't she had a, a match or two on Raw yet? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they take people with a lot less hype and throw them in there against a jobber. So, yep. you know, if you just, I mean, I mean, for a minute, my man Braun Strowman was wrestling dudes like 5'9", barely 200 pounds. Yeah, he was. And it was week after week of it. And I was like... Look, this dude is like six nine, three hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm like, why is he wrestling five yeah. nine dudes? Then it's like, okay, we're not gonna put him in a singles match. We'll put him in a two on one match. But it's two guys, five nine, barely two hundred pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, they could definitely throw her in there against like just any old body, and just to kind of to get people to get a feel for her, to see her. You know, because that's what um, that's what I've been waiting for is I want to see Ronda in the ring. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be for all the marbles. It don't have to be a title like she just got there. You know, so mm-hmm. I I'd just like to see her in the ring and see what she can do. And even if they could have t- taken that that uh that tag match and they could have put that in in Raw uh, last week or the week before or whatever or next week. Yeah. Um. Just to kind of let people let people see it, but um, I kind of felt like they were doing that. I don't know. I'm, maybe they were doing that as a protection as well, mm-hmm. because they don't know how good she's gonna be in the ring. Um, 
I even saw a uh, a clip on uh, Instagram uh, that uh, uh, Goldust was backstage, like giving her tips um, after that match. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's like maybe I don't know. Like I guess she's still kind of feeling her way around, but Mm -hmm. I'm like at at this point, she's out there. Just put her out there. Yeah. And if she's gonna flop, let her flop. And, and you know, and you know, because e- either way, whether she's good or not in the ring, if the universe isn't feeling her, they're gonna let her know. <laughs> oh yeah. And right now, I think most of it is they're feeling her off of hype. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but I can see, um, I can see little glimpses of uh, like signature stuff that they're gonna give her, like. Um, she probably has like the most lethal hip toss I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. that arm bar is no joke. No, no. Um, especially how she gets people into it. Um, yeah. and, um, and then the, uh, the, the pat, that's what I'm calling it right now. The pat, <laughs> when she pats oh, the yeah. shoulders, pats her legs, she stomps yeah. her feet and she starts going at it. Like I can see that's going to be like her signature thing. Mm-hmm. And um and I like it, you know. I I like the aggression that the the that they're giving her character. So yeah. I think I think all that works. I just want to I just want to see her on TV. Let her let her go at it. You know, let her go at it against somebody like a Dana Brooke or something. Like somebody nobody really cares yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And then just let her let her go. And then then you know, I'm hoping she'll have a match before Money in the Bank. Yeah, is what I would really like. At least one, at least one good match before exactly. Money in the Bank. And, exactly. And because uh, I was like Nia Jax, I was like that's a pretty big opponent. And I'm like, is you know Ronda's first big singles match going to be a loss? Mm-hmm. You know, like where you go with that? I'm like, because Nia just got the title. Yep. So I'm like, now she's going to lose it to Ronda Rousey. I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how that storyline works out to me. I mean. I kind of feel like they've got like Ronda on the on the Goldberg plan, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like Goldberg came back, was here for like barely almost a year. He won the title, <laughs> defended yeah. the title, lost the title. Like I kind of feel like Ronda's on that express that express plan, and I don't yeah. I don't think it's good for her for the long run if they want her to be around for a while. No, and then they're on the house shows. They're doing tag matches with her and Nia. So I, I just can't see Mickey James or somebody, you know, interfering in their championship match setting up a tag team showdown in their future SummerSlam or Slam. So she won't necessarily lose, but she won't win either. Right, right. I feel you on that one. All right, well Jake Hells, that's that's all we got for this week, man. Cold game, man, it's it's been good rapping with you, bro. For another episode and um of course you can also find uh jay kells on track star sports with his star talk stuff about this little insignificant team called the cowboys but uh hey man we got a uh we got a sponsor we need to shout out too, man. Oh yeah. Um for our uh Android users, 
Android. If you're on Android and you're listening to us on Android, make sure uh, you download the Podcast Republic app. That's for all of our Android users. Go on the Podcast Republic app. Search Podcast for Republic. search for Track Star Sports. Favorite us, and that's where you can hear J. Kells talk about Star Talk. You can hear J. Kells here with me talking about WWE on Outsiders Edge. You can hear our homies Eric uh, on Out of the Pen talking MLB. You can hear Miles Austin talk about the NBA. All that great stuff here on Track Star Sports, as well as here on Anchor. And you can uh, also follow us on social media um, at Track Star Sport on Twitter at Trackstars underscore sports on Instagram and Trackstar Sports on Facebook. Talking all things sports all day long. And also make sure you follow the new Outsiders Edge Twitter page. Yeah. And that's uh I <laughs> and forgive me, I think I spelled it wrong last week. <laughs> and that's X S D R Z E D G E. Outsiders Edge. On Twitter as well. And Kels, tell them where they can follow you as well for Star Talk. Star Talk. You can follow me on Twitter at Star Talk 318. S T A R T A L K 318. Where we cover everything, like he said, about the greatest sports organization on the face of the planet, your America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> I can't believe I let you say that. We have to write hey, you. We have to write you a script. We'll have to say you. <laughs> you know, but I'm gonna chill because it's true season. It's true season, and I don't know what my skins have going on. So it's true season. So I'm gonna leave it be. <laughs> I better look at this. I don't know why y'all ain't called him bruh, yet. Bruh, that's that. <laughs> don't even. I'm not even. We're not even going there. We're not even going there tonight. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the boy Damo with my man Jay Kells on the Outsider's Edge. We are out. Out. Peace.